glad you're saved this morning. Say amen. amen. Teenagers, I've got to tell you, I enjoyed that a lot. And uh, I couldn't help but think I was talking to Ethan Wednesday night. And uh, he told me, he said, this is what I'm going to say about you. And I said, well, you can tell any embarrassing story that you want to tell because I promise you I'm going to embarrass myself before I get down off this platform. feel believe me I know how it feels to uh, to be standing up there and your arms are shaking and your legs are shaking feel like you're gonna pass out I understand believe me it don't get <laughs> but uh, the Lord's good to us amen yeah. Acts chapter 16 and we'll start in verse number 22 Acts 16 and verse number 22 the Bible says and the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates ran off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. They were singing pretty loud, wasn't they? says, And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And I love this next phrase. And, all, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's ba ba uh, bands were loose. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Father, in Jesus' name, we come to you this morning. We, and Lord, we thank you for what we've already experienced here. We thank you for our teenagers. God, what a great job they did, Lord. And I pray now as we get into the Word of God, Lord, that you would bless the reading and preaching of your word. God, I, I know I can't do it in and of myself. Lord, I need your touch and I need your power. And God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts in a mighty way. God, if there's somebody here that does not know you as their Savior, may today be the day that they give their heart to you before it's too late. Lord, we love you and we give you all the glory, we give you all the honor, and we give you all the praise for it's in Jesus' name we do pray. And amen. So here in Acts chapter number 16, we're going to backtrack just a little bit and pick up where this story begins. And we find in verse number 16 that Paul and Silas were on their way to pray. And it was while they were on their way to pray that they met what the Bible calls a certain damsel. They meet this girl, but, there, but notice with me that there was something different about this girl. Notice first of all that we find in verse number 16 that she, that she was possessed. 
But there was two different kinds of possession that had this girl bound. Number one, she was a slave to her masters. And what, and what had happened was, was this girl was possessed with also a spirit of divination. She was possessed by this demon. And what her masters were doing was they were holding her as a slave to where they could use what the demon was doing inside of her for their own monetary and for their own monetary gain. She was bound on the outside. That's bad. She was imprisoned to those masters on the outside. But notice with me that the more serious problem that this girl had was she was bound on the inside by this spirit. She was bound by this demon. She was imprisoned by this demon. And the, and the word divination tells us that she was a fortune teller. She was involved in witchcraft and magic and all the things that pertain to the devil. And she was bound up in her sin. She was possessed with the wrong possession. She was bound in the chains of her sin and in the chains of that bondage of that demon. And may I tell you, I can remember a time, Brother Barney, when this, when this preacher right here was bound up, not necessarily bound on the outside, but I was bound up on the inside. I was bound up in the chains of my sin. And the devil had me bound. He had me fooled. He thought, he told me, Hunter, you're in the youth group. You're doing just fine. Hunter, you go to a Baptist church. You're doing just fine. You go to an independent, fundamental, Bible-believing church that preaches the Word of God, Brother David. You're just fine. And he had me bound up in my mind, but more importantly, he had me bound up in my heart by my sin. But there came a day, Pastor, just as what happened to this girl right here, that the Holy Spirit of God came working, and he came knocking, and he showed me, Logan, that I was bound on the inside. I was bound up, Brother Danny, in the chains of my sin, and I was headed straight to a devil's hell without any hope, without any chance of survival. I was headed for hell at breakneck speed. But just as what happened to this girl, she was... Paul and Silas were on their way to pray. And this girl had seen Paul and Silas. And notice what she begins to cry out. These are the servants of the Most High God, which showeth unto us the way of salvation. You may say, Preacher, how, how did this girl, being possessed by this devil, be able to tell that they were the servants of God? Let me tell you, I believe Paul and Silas, Brother Barney, I believe they had so much God on them that it was evident to the, to the human eye that there was something different about Paul and Silas. I believe that they were so filled with the Holy Ghost of God and with the power of God that this girl, it was so evident to her that there was something that they had that she did not have, Miss Linda. That there was something that she had, that, that, that they had, that she wanted on the inside of her. And you may say, what about the demon? The Bible says that even in James chapter number 2, in verse 19, I believe it is, that the devils even believe and tremble that there is a God. And may I tell you that the devil may have some power, but God has all power this morning. And the devil had her bound up, but it was when 
but it was when she came in contact with the men of God and the Holy Ghost of God that she began to realize that she wanted what they had and she cried out saying these are the servants of God they know the way of salvation and they're bringing it to us they're bringing us that message and you know what happened to that girl brother Barney it grieved Paul that she was possessed by that spirit he was grieved in his heart that she wanted what they had but she was possessed by that devil on the inside of her and notice what Paul says he looks he turns around and he looks at that girl and he says in the name of Jesus I command you to come out of her you may say how did Paul do it he did not do it in and of itself Paul could not cast that demon out, Brother Vince. He was human just like you and I. But Paul tapped into a power that was a lot bigger than he was, Zach. He tapped into the raw power of God. He started, I, I, I believe he looked up to heaven and he said, Lord, I need you to do this for this girl. And he said, in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And may I tell you that there is great power in the name of Jesus, teenagers. There's power unlike any that this world has has ever seen in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's great power. There's saving power. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. There's mercy and grace and love in the name of Jesus this morning. And I'm glad that, that one day that I got to experience that power, Miss Linda, that only God could do in my life. I couldn't save myself. I couldn't deliver myself. You couldn't deliver yourself. You couldn't save yourself but thank God this morning that Jesus done what I could not do brother Barney I couldn't deliver myself pastor and you know what the devil did he had me just like this he had these chains around my neck and he had me bound, Brother Barney. He had me lead me around straight to hell. But there come a day when somebody bigger than he was and somebody stronger than he was come on the picture. And I called out to a thrice holy God. I called out on the name of Jesus. And he came by and he broke the chains that the devil had me bound by, Brother Barney. And can I tell you that there's nothing better and there's nothing sweeter and there's nothing more precious than the sound of your chains breaking and the sound of you being set free and the sound of God delivering you from your bondage. Yeah. Now I want you to notice something with me. Yeah, this girl was set free and she was liberated. But notice what happened to Paul. Was they took him out and they threw him in front of the magistrates because they got mad. And can I tell you, when you step out for God and you do something for the Lord and you start serving God and you get in the will of God, teenagers, it's not going to be a bed of roses for you. Believe you me, the devil's going to throw everything he's got at you and he's going to try to stop you. He's going to try to hinder you. He's going to try to get you to shut up. He's going to try to get you to throw in the towel and try to get you to quit. And he done just that to Paul and Silas. He threw them in front of the magistrates and I believe he planted in those masters' hearts that they got mad. Because their money was gone. Their source of income was gone. They didn't care that that demon had been cast out of her. All they cared about was their self, Kirk. 
said, my money is gone. And what happened to Paul and Silas? They got, the magistrates got so distraught about what Paul and Silas was preaching, David, that they rent their clothes and they commanded for them to be beaten. And the Bible says that many stripes were laid upon them. They were beaten almost to death, Brother Barney. But not only that, but they were bound up. They were thrown into the most inner prison. And when I think of the most inner prison, I think about the deepest, darkest dungeon that they had in the prison to where they probably couldn't even see their hand in front of their face. And they were thrown in that prison, locked away. And can I tell you what happened here to Paul and Silas was the devil was trying to shut them up. He was trying to shut them up. So number one, I want you to notice that Paul and Silas were bound. They were bound in the prison. And the devil tried his best, Miss Linda, to stop the work of God that they were doing. And no doubt, Paul and Silas were leading many souls to the Lord. They were preaching the gospel. They were preaching the word of God. They were winning souls to Christ. And now they have this roadblock thrown in front of them. And they're in this prison. They were bound by the feet. Their feet were in shackles. You might say, what's the significance of their feet being in shackles? Was the devil trying to get them from stop going? The devil bound their feet up to try to get them to quit going for God. And can I tell you, it had been real easy if I'd have been in Paul and Silas' shoes and I was locked in the most inner darkest prison and my feet chained to the floor. It had been real easy, Brother Danny, for me to say, I'm just going to rot in this prison. I'm going to quit. I'm going to throw in the towel. Brian, I'm going to stop going for God because I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up to get thrown in prison. I didn't get signed up. I didn't sign up to be in the deepest, darkest dungeon there is. I didn't sign up to get chained to the floor. And it had been real easy for them to say that. And you might say, preacher, is it possible for God's people to get bound up? You better believe it. Is it possible for me as a child of God to get bound up by the devil? You better believe it. The devil would love nothing more to, than to get you personally to stop going for God. He would love nothing more than to take the song out of your heart. He would love nothing more than to rob you of the joy that you find in the Lord. He would love nothing more than to put the chains around your neck and try to snuff the life out of you. That's what he wants to do, Brother Zach. He don't want people getting saved. He don't want people trusting Christ. He don't want the gospel to go forward. He don't want the word of God to be preached. He wants to snuff it out. He wants to stomp it out. He wants to get it to stop. But may I tell you that the gospel's a whole lot bigger than the devil is. And the devil may try to stop it, but God has the power to set people free. And though the devil may have the chains around you, and he may be... He may bind you up. May I tell you that my God is the chain-breaking God and he's able to set people free in this day in which we live in. 
He's able to set people free. You may say, what can the devil bind me up with? He can bind you and your mind with depression so bad that you just feel like quitting. He can bind you up in anxiety and fear and worry to where you feel like you just worry about everything, scared to leave the house, and it's time to quit. He can bind you up in your past to where you're so tied up looking back here that you don't spend enough time looking out here seeing what God's got in store for you. He can bind you up in sin. You may say, is it possible for a child of God to fall back into sin? You better believe it is. And he can bind you up in sin and make paint you a pretty picture. And he can paint you something that looks so nice to the eye. But deep inside, that sin is going to destroy your testimony. And it's going to destroy your walk with God. And that's what he wants to do. Is destroy you. Y'all don't care if I testify for a minute, do you? I'll tell you where this message come from, Brother Barney. This message came from my own personal experience. Four or five weeks ago, next Thursday, next Tuesday, I had something happen to me that I never thought I'd ever have to face, Brother Vince. I'd just been to the doctor that day to get some acid reflux medicine. It was working, doing better. I was scared to death to take it. thought I was going to have an allergic reaction to it. I was sitting on the couch, and my mom and dad can attest to what I'm telling. And it's like the room started spinning. And I started shaking uncontrollably. Thought I was dying, Brother Barney. I thought I was getting ready to meet the Lord, Brother Danny. And my dad, he's usually calm and cool and collective, but I've seen my dad do something I never saw him do. He was worried. Said, get in the car, we're going to the emergency room. We got in the car and drove to the emergency room and I could feel my pulse in my neck and I thought, Brother Vince, this is it. I'm going down. I'm going to die. Got to the emergency room and I couldn't even talk to the lady at the front desk because I was shaking so bad. And we got, wheeled me over, over to the waiting area and my mom started researching online of some things that could be wrong with me. And she started reading off these symptoms. And it was everything I was experiencing in my life. She said, you know what you're having right now? I said, what? She said, you're having an anxiety attack. And you're having a panic attack. I've never had any trouble with anything like that before, Brother Vince. But I did that night. And we started talking about the way things had been since the explosion out at Eastman. Can I tell you, it affected this person right here. And the devil had me scared to death to even go to work. I was scared to death to go to work. Going in them buildings and all those loud noises, I just wanted to sit on the floor and cry. Never had that problem before. I didn't want to be by myself. I slept on the couch because I didn't want to be by myself. I didn't want to be by myself in the plants, David. I had to have somebody with me. And can I tell you something? That, I start, that we started thinking. And God's really blessed this year. I have to give God glory for what he's done in my life this year. And I've started realizing, Barney, that when God starts blessing, the devil's going to do everything he can to stop it. 
I scared to leave my house. I scared to drive. I didn't drive for almost four weeks. I was scared to get behind my car and drive. I felt like I was a burden on everybody, David. Felt like I was a burden on everybody. Well, I came to church that Sunday morning, Pastor. And boy, I couldn't wait to get here. I couldn't wait to get here, Kurt. I'd been preaching a lot this year and ain't been here very much, and I could not wait to get to church. Sat in Sunday school, and man, I enjoyed it. Brother Danny taught an awesome lesson. I enjoyed it so much. Went to the choir, and I came to talk to you, Pastor, before the choir started. Went up to the choir and sang two songs, and I was feeling good. Glad to be back in church. We started singing the old rugged cross. The next thing I knew, here it come. I started feeling the pin sticking me in the face. My palms got sweaty and I got dizzy and I had to leave the choir. But you know, I believe God puts people in your life that knows exactly what you're going through to be an encouragement to you. I came back here and I sat right there beside my Aunt Valerie. She was in from West Virginia. And she looked at me and started crying and hugged my neck and said, I know exactly what you're going through. And I'm praying so hard for you. That blessed my heart, Vince. As I sat there, it kept getting worse and getting worse and getting worse. And I had to leave. Couldn't wait to get here that morning, Zach, but I had to sit back there in the vestibule the whole service because I thought I was going to pass out in the pew. I had to walk around because I couldn't, I couldn't sit in here. And that whole Sunday, I went to my mamaw's house and that whole day, I fought it. I fought it that whole day. Came back to church that night. And can I tell you, I praise God for unusual services. I praise the Lord for unusual services, Brian. And I came in here and sat down, and I sat over where I sat that morning. I didn't have that anxiety. I felt good. Choir sang, the offering was took up, and I felt good. Then Brother Rick got up to sing, and people started coming to the altar. Mom had told me from the time I had it, she said, you just need to give it to the Lord. You need to give it to him. My mamaw told me time and time again, you just got to give it to the Lord. But can I tell you, when you're facing something like that in the face, it's hard to say, I'm going to give it to the Lord because we want to hold on to it and we want to fight it ourselves. But they sometimes act that we can't fight things on our own. There's times that we cannot break chains on our own, Brother David. And before I knew it, my knees shot up. And I come right down here. I'll show you the spot. It was right here. And I told the Lord, I said, God, I've tried to fight this. I've tried all that I know to do. And Miss Patsy, I told him, I said, I can't take it anymore. The devil's trying to defeat me, and he's trying to ruin me and get me to quit. But I'm not going to quit. Because I know that there's too much ahead to lose right now by quitting. And can I tell you, when I got up off that altar... You know what I felt, Brother Vince? It's what I felt. I felt them chains break off my neck. 
And you talk about feeling like you've been set free, Pastor. I ain't felt that good since I got saved. I felt like I got saved all over again. Just getting liberated from my chains. But listen to me now. They were bound up in that prison. But notice, secondly, not only were they bound, but they were blessed. They were blessed. As I said earlier, it had been real easy, Brother Vince, for them to quit on God in that prison. But I believe Paul got in that prison, and he started thinking about the goodness of the Lord. Hmm. I believe he got in that prison, and he thought about how good God had been to him. How that he saved him on the road to Damascus. How he saw the light for himself. And I believe something began to rise up inside of Paul. I believe the Holy Ghost of God started getting on the inside of him real good, Brother David. And he started blessing them real good. And the next thing you know, Paul starts singing in that jail. And I, you might think, how can he do that? Because his God was bigger than that jail cell. His God was bigger than them chains that, were bound, that bound his feet up. His God was bigger than anything he could face. And he knew, David, that if he rot in that jail, that God was going to be good, that God had been good to him and if God delivered him God had been good to him and if anything God had ever that he had ever faced in this life he knew God had been good to him he knew there wasn't no chain God could not break he knew there was nothing that the devil could throw in his path that God could not that God could not deliver him from and he knew God was bigger than they were so what he do I believe he got in that jail and started singing victory in Jesus I believe he got in that jail singing God's being good. God is so good to me. And the next thing you know there was two things that them jailers couldn't take away from him, Brother Vince. They couldn't take his song away. And they couldn't take his mouth away. And he began praying unto God. And I believe he told God, he said, God if you deliver me, I'll praise you. God if you let me rot in here, I'm going to praise you. Because I know that if I rot in here, I'm going to be in your presence when I wake up and open my eyes again. And Paul began praying. And he began singing and can I tell you when the devil's got you bound in your mind and you feel like you're choking you to death that you can pray and you can sing to God because your God is bigger than the devil is and your God is bigger than your chains are and he can deliver you at the snap of a finger he can deliver you I'm glad my God is bigger than the devil is he may have some power, but my God, Kirk, he's got all the power. And he's already signed his death sentence in the lake of fire one day, and he knows he's a defeated foe. But they started singing in that jail, and they started praying. The next thing you know, not only were they bound and blessed, but they were delivered. I believe as they were praying, Brother Danny, I believe that God was on the work behind the scenes, already working. And you might say, what happened? The Bible says that there was an earthquake. And this was not some ordinary earthquake. It shook the foundations of that prison. That's a big old earthquake. It shook the foundations of that jail. And I love what the Bible says next. It blesses my heart to no end. It says, and, ev and immediately every door 
was open. You know what I believe God told Paul? You can just pick whichever one you want to go out of because I've set you free. I've opened. The devil may have slammed the door in your face, but I've opened all of them back up for you. And the shackles fell off their feet, and they were set free. They were set free. The sweetest sound that can ever be heard in the house of God, Pastor, is the sound of chains hitting the floor right here on the altar. That's the sweetest sound there could ever be. It's the sound of chains hitting the floor. And just as God did for Paul and Silas, he can do the same for you and I. Can I tell you that if it took moving heaven and earth to set you free, he'd move heaven and earth to set you free. No matter what it took, if you prayed and asked God to deliver you, he will deliver you. No questions asked. They prayed in faith. Believed God could do it. And God did exactly that. There's a song out now that I love. And the chorus says this, if you've got, if you've got pain... He's the pain taker. If you feel lost, praise God, he's the way maker. If you need freedom or if you need saving, he's the prison shaking savior. And if you've got chains, he's the chain breaker. There's no chain too big that God cannot break. As pastor said earlier in the prayer room, he said, we never know what somebody's going through. You may look at me and smile at me and, every, and make me think everything's okay. But deep down inside, you've got chains that have got you bound up so tight that it's smothering you to death and choking the life out of you. And you may be to the point that you're saying, I'm just going to quit. There's a man on my heart right now that works out at Eastman, lost his job, and the devil's got him so bound up, Brother Barney, that he's even considered taking his life. I've had that man on my heart all morning. Feels like he's going to take his life. You may say that Christians can't do that. The devil can cause you to think a lot of things that you normally would not think. But God has the power to set your mind free. He has the ability to set your thoughts free. But more importantly, and more than anything, if you're here lost and bound in your sin, I don't care if you're a church member. It doesn't matter if you attend this church or attend somewhere else. It don't matter if you've been through the baptistry. It don't matter if you've been to the altar and had a good cry. If you are bound up in your sin, you can be set free. And can I tell you that you will feel the weight of a thousand pounds lifted off your shoulders when you finally say, I give up, and you let God take it? God can do more for you than you could ever imagine. And you can experience salvation by the grace of God. Are you bound up this morning? That's my question this morning. As somebody comes and plays softly something on the piano, I'm closing here. My question this morning is simple. Are you bound up? 
Are you bound? It's hard to answer that question. But the devil, does he have you bound up? Child of God, are you bound up? It's nothing to be embarrassed about. Nothing to be embarrassed about. But are you bound up? Are you bound up in fear and worry and anxiety and depression? Maybe you're here and you're to the point of saying, I'm going to give up on God and I'm getting ready to quit. You can hear this sound this morning, child of God. And leave them laying right there on the altar. My next question is simple. As every head's bowed and every eye's closed. If that's you, child of God, and you say, Preacher, I'm bound up. I know I'm saved by the grace of God, but the devil has got me so bound up and defeated in my life that I feel like quitting on God. I won't embarrass you. I just want to see your hand. Say, Preacher, pray for me. I feel bound up. I see that hand. God bless you. Anybody else say, Preacher, I feel like I'm bound up. I see that hand. God bless you. Anybody else say, Preacher, pray for me. I feel like I'm bound up. Anybody, anywhere. I see that hand. God bless you. If you just raised your hand, why don't you come? And you can hear the sweet sound of chains hitting the floor. And you can leave here different than the way you come in. With victory in your life. Would you like to come and say, Preacher, I'm going to lay my chains at the altar. My next question. Maybe you're here this morning you say, Preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved. God bless you. Say, Preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved. The devil has me bound up in my sin and I do not want to live there anymore. It doesn't matter if you attend this church or if you're a Sunday school teacher or choir member, it don't matter. There's nothing more important than your soul. Is there anybody here say, Preacher, that's me. I'm not sure I'm saved. I'm not sure I'm saved. I see that hand. Anybody else say, Preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved, but I sure want to be. Can I see your hand? Say, Preacher, just pray for me. I won't embarrass you. I'm not sure I'm saved. Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you bless this invitation time. God, I pray that you would bless it, Lord, and may you have your will and your way. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen, as everybody stands across the house. If you raised your hand, why don't you come? God's moving this morning. Why don't you come? Say, preacher, I want to come. Maybe you feel bound up. Maybe you're not saved. This would be a good time to come and trust the Lord this morning. Be a good time. Anybody anywhere need to come? I'm glad God is a chain-breaking God. Aren't you? I'm thankful that what the Bible says in Genesis chapter number 50, Brother Barney said, what you meant for harm, God meant for good. Anybody else need to come?
Anybody at all. I'm going to ask Pastor to come close out as he sees fit. God bless you, Pastor. Appreciate the Lord speaking to our hearts. You know, um, I just feel like that there's somebody else need you need you just need to come for prayer. And I want to tell you something. If you come, we'll meet you here and pray with you. We don't want you to go out here bound up. Amen. The Lord can set us free in our life. Amen. And you know that can happen to any of us, folks. Do you know it? Sure can. Why don't you come today if there's somebody else needs to come? Miss Charlotte plays that number softly on the piano there. Brother Barney, this morning in our prayer room, was talking to a dear man, maybe the same one, I don't know. Lost his job out at Eastman there. Looked like maybe losing his home and everything. Going through a rough time. Said, that can never happen to me. Hey, but by the grace of God, it wouldn't happen to us. A lot of people, Brother Vince, need help today. I wonder if there's anybody else here. It's, it's still early. The food line will be open time we get down there. Amen. Why don't you just come this morning and let us pray with you. Amen. I appreciate the message, Brother Hunter. I'm glad you uh, shared with the people what happened to you, son. I really am. You know, um, we don't never know what's going on in the other fellow's tent. We sure don't. But I'm glad God does. Amen. You know, I'm glad for the scripture that says that he can be touched with the very feelings of our infirmities. God cares about us, do you know it? And you know something else this morning? We're, you're not in this thing alone. We're not in it alone. I'm sure that somewhere along the line, every one of us has faced the same kind of problems through life. And yet here we are today by the grace of God. God's been good. Let's, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father.